Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome into the Odds and Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prem, Eric Scopel with me as always. And today is the final day of our preview series of each position group for the Oregon Ducks. And today we are talking, this is Eric's favorite position group, and that is special teams. Before we dive into the show, I want to remind you guys today, you can subscribe to DuckTerritory.com, support the podcast, ensure that we continue to do these on a near daily basis right now for as low as $1 for your first month, $9.95 there after that, or you can go the annual route and save over $36 over the course of a year by paying $75.18 one time for the year for an annual membership. Inside Scoop, expert analysis, read all the content across the entire 24-7 sports network. All of that comes with both sides of the membership. Both also come with the access to CBS All Access. It's our streaming platform with CBS. Live shows, movies, on-demand, live sports, all of it commercial-free. Watch it on your device. Watch it on your TV. Comes free with your membership to DuckTerritory.com. That's a $99 value. Um, Impressive their savings for for you as well now eric special teams wise we're basically looking at a lot of positions that need to be filled um new punter new place kick uh new place uh, kickoff responsibilities we have uh camden lewis is back from a from a place kicking perspective um who's returning punts, who's returning kickoffs. Uh, Carson Battles is back as the team's long snapper for his, I believe, second year for the Ducks. It'll be his his third year. Um, And he's basically really the most experienced guy right now from a a positional standpoint of one of these special teams jobs and really the only one that's got it kind of locked up. Let's let's start with place kicking. Uh, Camden Lewis, a sophomore, he is on the roster. He played in 14 games for the Ducks, was the primary kicker. PATs handled most of the kickoffs. Uh, was 57 of 59 on PAT attempts last year. 9 of 14 on field goal attempts. Had the game-winning kick against Washington State. Um, first Oregon kicker since 2015 to make three field goals in multiple games in a season. Not entirely sure, though, that he has got this job 100% locked up. I was, yeah, we, we, t- we spoke with Bobby Williams on Thursday, and uh, he would not commit to any of these kicking positions being locked up. These are all open competitions is what he said. I'll read the quote. He said, those guys are competing every day. We haven't, see- we haven't set a depth chart as far as who's going to be number one or who's number two or who's going to start here or who's going to start there. So there's, it's all up, it's up in the air right now. And Camden Lewis is having to hold off a couple of walk-ons here. Um, players on last year's team, Henry Cattleman and Taylor Koth. And then also um, Harrison Beattie, who's a, a very highly regarded um, prep 
punter walk on from last year, who, who I guess is from this 2020 class um, who joins the team. Uh, BD is also working at punter and kickoff specialist. So he's got some versatility there. Um, I think it sounds to me based upon, you know, I, I think Lewis is probably going to win this job is my instinct right now. I think Mario Cristobal has a couple times gone out of his way to be complimentary of just the fact that he looks like he's made some strides this offseason. I know when we spoke with him um, last weekend, he said something to the effect that the, the, the team had tried six field goals and Candon Lewis went three for three with his and made no, he was the only kicker he named. So I thought that was kind of notable, but also notable that, that Bobby Williams isn't just going to hand the job to him and that this is going to have to win this one. Um, same thing with kickoff specialist. We'll just kind of move down the line here. Um, we asked our, yeah, we asked Bobby about what that role will you know, kind of look like. And he said, that's going to, again, they're going to just see who can handle that the best. And punter, we mentioned it earlier, going to have to find a replacement for Blake May Moen, who was a great punter at Oregon. Tom Sneeze on scholarship, Australian kid has literally almost no live game reps though. Um, had 22 punts as a freshman in 2018, didn't punt at all last year. Coming from Australia, he basically his his background was exclusively in just catching the punt and punting it and practicing that. He he didn't have, you know, they don't play organized American football really down there, and so he didn't have an opportunity to practice any of what a live rush looked like until he got to the United States. So there's some certainly some, could could be some concerns there. Although this is will be his third year with the program, so you think he's probably had some time to to figure it out. Again, Harrison Bedia name to know um, on that one. Um, Race Malium. Also somebody to know regarding um, the punting role. Uh, Matt Malium was a, the punter at uh, Matter Day High School down in the Southern California area. Highly, another highly regarded guy. I think, um, you know, both Malium and Beattie have a chance to challenge Tom Snee for that role. Um, Matt, do you want me to just keep running through all this or, 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 like, or, or do you want to ask me questions? I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out the, the, what's the most productive way to, to, to get through this because I'm comfortable just running all the way down the specialist lines. I've got all the data here. Um, yeah, as that, we noted, uh, special teams is Eric's forte. His, his, I think his favorite aspect of covering it. Um, <laughs> let's, do, let, let's look at returners for a second here. Yeah, okay. Um, Michael Wright, I, I feel like he has kind of secured that kickoff job. Should yeah. he also be the punt returner? Well, based upon what Bobby Williams said, Bobby Williams said that they haven't made any determinations at punt returner. I think you can pre- pretty clearly pencil Mikhail in at kickoff returner. He did not mention Mikhail Wright as one of the candidates to be the punt returner. Um, that would obviously be replacing Javon Holland. He named five players, sorry, four players, Travis Dye, Micah Pittman, uh, freshman Chris Hudson, and then also sophomore Josh Delgado as the primary candidates for that job. Um, I think Pittman and Hudson are two names to kind of watch here. He was pretty high on both of those guys. Travis Dye has the experience um, in his in his corner um, as as a punt return. He's the only one to actually have done it in a game. He did a couple of those back in 2018. Um, but I would keep an eye on Pittman and Hudson as kind of the more explosive pair. Um, and then in kickoff return, it's going to be McKay all right at one spot. I think that's pretty clear. And then the, the list of guys that might be back there with him because typically you do see two players back. Uh, Travis Dye, David Davis, Josh Delgado, Micah Pittman, Chris Hudson, and then another one that's kind of interesting here, Diamond Lenore, who um, William said was a very good uh, prep kickoff return guy at Salesian High School back in high school or uh, back in the Los Angeles area, um, has not done it in a couple of years. But we just saw Javon Holland take a couple of years off being the punt returner and go out and do it at a high level. I think Lenore, um, another name to maybe watch as, as one of the kickoff guys along with Mikhail Wright. From a human aspect, I really hope Oregon finds a way to 
have Daywood Davis and, and look, it, it literally be could be putting Daywood Davis opposite Michael Wright and teams learning uh, against what what Oregon State didn't learn from the USC game and what USC learned from kicking to Michael Wright um, and him housing touchdowns on both those games. Maybe Daywood Davis is maybe this becomes his you know most impactful on field from a production standpoint role with the team. Maybe he gets an opportunity to, you know, return multiple, multiple kickoffs because teams are afraid to kick it at, at, at Matt Hill. Right. I think Daywood Davis with right is a good pairing because look, we all know how fast right is. Daywood's not far behind. Yeah. And we should note Daywood Davis did this a little bit last year. You think back to the Auburn game and, and after Auburn scores that go ahead touchdown, which nobody wants to think about. Um, Daywood actually took that ensuing kickoff and, and brought it to over midfield and gave Justin Herbert at least a shot to throw it towards the end zone. We know what happened there, but um, he did have quite a bit of experience returning kickoffs last year. Uh, Bob Williams did note that he was last year's, what he called the off returner, which is, you know, obviously not the primary guy, but the guy opposite him. So I think Davis actually makes a lot of sense back there. um, If if that's the route they decide to go. And um, if it's not, I think you're going to see a ton of Daywood on, on the coverage teams like we saw last year. And that's, I guess, just a final note on special teams here. Actually, I got two more. Um, <laughs> as you might expect, I got a couple of notes, but, uh, uh, but that one of the things Bobby Williams did say is that the, the true freshmen have been really impressive so far in fall camp in coverage situations. And so you can expect to see those guys, especially now with the change in the redshirt rule, um, where they're, they're all the eligibility clocks are frozen. I'm, I'm going to guess you could see a couple of guys basically not play any offense or defense, but play like all six or seven games on coverage teams. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Maybe some of these athletic guys that they just, aren't quite able to move up the depth chart, um, you know, on one side of the football, get an opportunity there. And then the last one here, and this is one I'm sure everyone has been waiting, anticipating for a long time here. Who's going to be the holder? I mean, like, boy, this is the stuff keeping us up at night. As Who's going to hold kicks this year? Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Bobby Williams in the past has used his, you almost exclusively used a punter to hold. Um, Tom Snee would be the logical one there. Uh, he said that both Tom Snee and I mentioned the name earlier, Rock on Race Malium, have been getting the work there. But he also did note that Tyler Shuck and a couple of the young quarterbacks um, are also getting some opportunity there. So probably four to five candidates to hold for those that are, again, uh, having nightmares thinking about like, oh my gosh, who's getting those laces down right? Certainly uh, an interesting di- discussion as a holder. Um, before Mario Cristobal showed up, it had almost universally been quarterback. Yep. But for the, for the last couple of years, we've often seen a punter um, be the guy that, that holds uh, the, the, the snaps and the kicks for kickers. And I think that's maybe just an opportunity for a guy to maybe just show a little bit more for NFL prospects. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've actually never actually asked that question, but that's kind of, the logical thing I think of it because in the NFL, most often the punter is the one that is holding the, the snaps uh, in the, in the, in the, in the kicks in the NFL ranks, just because of roster limitations and, and the NFL doesn't want to throw out a backup quarterback because of injury. Cause they typically can only dress two for a game. Um, interesting well, idea though. And the idea that freshman quarterbacks, maybe that's an opportunity to get, um, another, you know, true freshman on the field, especially because like you said, this year is kind of a wash from an eligibility standpoint, nothing really changes from this year to next. Um, 
special teams wise, do you like seeing with limited experience at cornerback, maybe your best defensive back returning kickoffs? The opportunity for injury is there. Well, sorry, one quick thought on the holding thing is I think it's a natural because the way they hold um, the specialist practice, they're always the kickers and punters work together. So it makes sense that the that one of the punters would be holding for the kicker just because they're already off to the side together rather than having a quarterback come across practice. Um, so that's that's just a, an explanation that I would offer for why that makes sense in the, from a practice perspective. Um, answering your question, I, I I don't love the and this is why I, I I don't know I would almost prefer to have some players like a Daywood Davis or a Chris Hudson or a Josh Delgado returning kicks than a Diomde Lenore, Mikhail Wright is you just would hate for one of those guys to get clobbered on a return. Oregon has done, I think a pretty decent job this last couple of years of avoiding those sort of situations. I think, um, you know, their return teams have done a pretty good job of, of clearing lanes and creating space so that we don't see guys getting popped like that. But I would, I mean, you, you bring up a good point of like, you'd hate to see Mikhail Wright, who's arguably the most talented player on this defensive backfield certainly has, I think right now, we think the highest NFL draft ceiling. You'd hate for to see him miss any time at all because um, because he just has a big collision as a return guy. Um, if that can be avoided. But it, of course, it is this, it's a tough balance because we saw last year, Mikhail Wright had 10 kickoff returns last year. Two of them were touchdowns and another one set up that game-winning touchdown against Washington State. So, you know, he had three returns that were extremely valuable out of 10. And if he can be that guy again in 2020, I just don't see how you don't put him out there. You know, the, the, again, this is the balance of trying to figure out is, you know, that, 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 I guess that analysis of, boy, is it worth the risk? And to me, Eileen, it probably is just because he is so dynamic and proved to be that much that, that way last year. Um, I guess if a guy steps up and shoot and like maybe a Chris Hudson, who we should know really drawing some rave reviews this year, earlier this week, um, Mario Cristobal and Jalen Red both said, I think he's going to be an immediate impact player. Maybe that's a role for him if he's that dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's not going to be probably your first, he's not going to probably be a first team wide receiver. Maybe you'd rather see him be out there potentially taking hits, but you do want to make sure it's a dynamic player who can who can at least potentially score the ball anytime he touches it. And we know that's Mikhail Wright. Yeah, I think that's the that's the risk reward you have to look at. Is is the risk worth the reward? And and personally, I think it is. Um, because at worst, all that does is that forces your, your opponents not even give you an opportunity to, to return the kick and just boot it right out, which eliminates possibilities of fumbles and uh, muffed kicks and, and bad returns and all of that. You get the ball to 25. Or if you can find a second guy that's, that's similar to lethal return skills as right, you're, you're basically forcing it into no man's land. Either don't give us the ball and give us a, a, at the 25 uh, and, and eliminate the risk of, a fumble or a muff punt or a poor return or run the risk of us returning it to the house. Uh, I think that's why you put Michael right out there. And, and if you can find the second guy now punt, now that I think about it, I, I originally was, Hey, let's put Michael right there at punt too. If, if I was Oregon staff, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, I, I want someone else there. I, I want another guy taking returns just because you know, spread out the risk over a couple of guys instead of just one player. I'm making a prediction. It's going to be Chris Hudson as either one of the kickoff returns or one of the punt return guys. And I think Micah Pittman might be another player you see back in, in those roles. I, I think those players to me, they kind of stood out the way Bobby was talking about them. So those are kind of two guys I would keep an eye on um, that again, both pretty valuable players, but um, I, I think you could use both, utilize both those guys and they both seem to have the durability to take some of those hits. 
All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Austin Audible's podcast. We've ran through every position. We've done it. Did Eric, it. we did it. <laughs> if you missed the previous recap, you can go back into our library, find it there. We've got them all posted. I think all of them are pretty informative. Get you ready for the 2020 football season. You can support, you can, uh, support the podcast. Uh, the, the most impactful way is by subscribing to duckterritory.com. You can do so for $1 for your first month, $9.95 thereafter that, or go and save over $36 uh, over the course of a year when you subscribe with an annual membership of $75.18. You both get inside scoop, expert analysis, read all the content across the Oregon site and the 24-7 Sports Network. So you don't just get us, you get everybody. And you also, both options come with CBS All Access, which is our, C- our CBS streaming platform, live shows, movies, on demand, sports is, is live, commercial free for it all, a ton of good stuff. I think they just released a new Star Trek uh, season. So if you're into Star Trek, you can get that. That's a service. It's a $100 value and it comes for free on top of your membership. Can't beat that. So for Eric Scopel, I'm Matt Prem. You've been listening to the Austin Audible's podcast. Talk to you later, folks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.